Hello, everybody. My name is Richard C. Wilson from the Family Office Club, and today I have with me here Peter from Lucerne Capital. Welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me, Richard. Good to be here. Sure, and I know you've been to uh, one or two of our investor summits before, but can you explain a little bit about what Lucerne Capital does and what you're focused on and what makes you unique? Yeah, we're very much, uh, you know, I founded Lucerne Capital about 18, 19 years ago, and we're very much a niche strategy focusing on uh, mid-cap European stocks in uh, mostly developed Western Europe. So, you know, think Benelux, France, Italy, Germany, Scandinavia. So really, really core Europe. Okay. And what city are you based in? Well, we're based in, uh, we have an, a research office in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and then we have uh, an office in Greenwich, Connecticut. Okay. And then from a macro perspective, you know, why is the medium term an interesting time to invest in European equities? I think, first of all, you know, the, just to put Lucerne in perspective, you know, over the decades, we've built up so many connections with uh, industry executives that can give us an early read as to what's happening with the economy. For instance, we have very good connections with in every country from 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 Italy to Norway, across Europe, with uh, executives working at uh, running temporary employment uh, firms. And they are usually an early indicator of what's happening in the rest of the economy. So early cycle indicators. Right. Yeah, I'm curious. So at the offices in Connecticut, I would imagine that a lot of U.S. investors that you may interact with have a, an equity allocation. Maybe their wealth advisors putting them into bonds and equities and kind of public market things. And they have an international bucket. Many of them probably have not thought to employ a European equity specific manager unless they're sophisticated enough that they're managing hundreds of millions of dollars in equities has been my experience. Uh, can you talk to that just a little bit about how you fit into an investor maybe has had their blinders on to maybe having a brain like yours helping oversee their allocation to the EU part of their global equity you know, exposure? Probably largest and smartest investor always says, it says, okay, well, Europe represents close to one third of the world economy, right? It's got, you know, the 27 country EU bloc has 450 million inhabitants. If you look at the average uh, income uh, per capita, GDP per capita, it's, it's, it's almost equal to the United States. And in some countries like Switzerland, Norway, Sweden, it's higher than the United States. So there's no reason to sort of completely disregard that part of the world as, as, as a global equity investor, right? To, to just disregard one third of the, of the global economy because there's a lot of economic activity going on. There's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of good companies, bad companies, et cetera. So there, there's just a lot of opportunities. And it so happens that, you know, the more sophisticated investors use us uh, for their European allocation. To sort of simplify it very much, for people, if they want to bucket us, we're very much long biased and we're very much a risk-on type, type of investment. So if, if somebody thinks that the world is coming to an end, an investment in loose capital would not be the right investment. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. Um, what about specifically ESG investments or sustainable companies? Like why, why is Europe thought of as a leader in this space? And is there one or two that you're most interested or excited about? Yeah, it's actually funny. I mean, that you mentioned ESG because the, the, there are not many 
areas where Europe is a leader, uh, there's specific companies that are very good at things, right? Uh, I think, you know, German engineering companies are leader in their field. ESG is sort of more, you know, it, it crosses many industries. And what you've seen in, uh, in Europe, and I think, you know, particularly started in Scandinavia and Germany, was that uh, it was really driven by government subsidies and regulation that really were focused on, uh, on climate change. So it was a big political issue that then translated into regulation and a very favorable uh, funding environment for, uh, for uh, sustainability ESG type companies. Right, right, sure, makes sense. And coming out of the pandemic or at least going through the next phase or two where some people have the vaccine and then eventually, how are you positioning your strategy to perform through those changes um, you know, right now? I know your long-term focus, so probably the positions you have, you've been building since March last year, kind of uh, adjusting because you're not a short-term trader, but how are you looking at this kind of moderate term through the end of the pandemic? Yeah, we're definitely, we're not short-term traders, but we're definitely, if you see, you know, what's happening now with the vac- vaccinations, you know, really uh, picking up rapidly in, in the United States, uh, I think you know, Israel is a good example of what, what could happen in the rest of the world. And I think while Europe is a little bit behind, I think, you know, we will get there where the majority of the population will be vaccinated. We also see it talking to companies that uh, you see some inflationary pressure. So uh, a lot of um, commodities like iron ore, copper, zinc, they're trading at all time highs. So you see that already, you know, the, the automotive, German automotive, automotive manufacturers are trying to pass that on to the consumer. So which then would lead you to believe that you could look at higher interest rates. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Not that I'm an equity expert like you, and I don't, I know close to nothing about European equities, but at least from my view of the family office forest, the smartest investors I know, they want to put their money in things that have been damaged because that's how you can realize some upside. And um, most of them don't have your expertise on the European equity markets, but for their domestic allocations, they've been building those positions since March for kind of this next four months. Uh, hopefully, yeah. maybe it's not, maybe it's going to be take nine months. I know global travel might take a good year, year and a half, but at least domestic, you know, activities seems to be getting very close to that, that upside realizing even the last couple of days here in the U.S. markets, at least. So that's um, definitely in line with, in the smartest family offices I know, uh, macro-wise, trend-wise. So I appreciate you sharing that. And if somebody would like to um, speak with you for their endowment fund or family office or pick your brain on a strategy or an approach they're building in their portfolio and learn more about Lucerne Capital, what's the best way to get in touch directly with you? Uh, Best way to get in touch uh, directly is uh, through one of our investor relations people. So we have Claudia and Bryn on our investor relations side. I try to keep stick to my daily routine of spending 90% of my time talking to companies, talking to analysts, talking to uh, research guys, working with our own analyst team. I always tell them, you know, this is my cell phone number. If you have any questions, I'm always very transparent and open with, uh, with investors. Awesome. I appreciate your time here today. Um, we don't have enough people in the family office club that are focused on European investments period or, you know, European equities. I think what you're doing is very unique and different from all of the other participants here in our investor club that I know of at least. So I appreciate your time here today. And if anyone 
uh, needs any help connecting uh, with Lucerne Capital and getting in touch with Claudia on their team, I'm happy to help coordinate that and do so through our team. Just let anyone here at the Family Office Club know and we'll help get you two connected. Thank That'd you, Peter. Be great. That'd be great. Thank you very much, Richard. Appreciate it.